The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Let's Be Honest with Kristen Cavallari, a podcast all about getting real and open on everything from sex, relationships, reality TV, wellness, family, and so much more. And just a fair warning, there will probably be some oversharing. Because I got all the power, yep. Welcome in to Let's Be Honest. I am your host, Kristen Cavallari, and Happy New Year. Wow. I can't believe I'm saying that. If you are watching this, <laughs> my camera's not in focus. You guys, technology and all this stuff, it's just, it's too much for me. I can't, I can't be responsible for this stuff when it's just me over here doing this. I'm like, I, this stuff is so foreign to me. So I'm sorry if it's not in focus. I'm also partially blind. So I, I can't really tell. Anyways, we're going to make the most of it. Happy, happy new year. I haven't seen you guys in a couple weeks. I took the last few weeks off, which I'm not going to lie, was really nice. I traveled a lot in December. I was in LA. I was in New York. I was in Miami for New Year's. And it was really nice to be able to completely check out for a few weeks from all responsibility besides being a mom, which was, which was great. So I hope everyone had a great time. My birthday is January 5th. So when you're hearing this, I will have just had my birthday. I'm turning 37. And I love this time of year because I get to, of course, have the new year. But then also with my birthday, the beginning of each year is a completely clean slate for me, which I I love because I get to really set the tone for the year. I get to reflect on the previous year. So before New Year's, New Year's Eve every year, I reflect on the year and I, you know, think about what I accomplished personally and professionally. And then I set intentions for the new year. I write out some goals and stuff and I pick a word for the year, which I've talked about on another podcast. I'm going to talk to you guys about that here in a second. I don't know. It's like years ago, I used to have so many goals and I was so strict about what I wanted to accomplish in the following year. And then the last couple of years, I've been a little bit more lax about it. I still have goals. There's still, of course, things I want to accomplish, but I'm not so like tied down to it and kind of goes with what my word was last year. So last year for 2023, my word for the year was flow. And what I wanted out of that was to just let things flow in and out of my life, not to have any real attachment to anything or really not to have an attachment to a certain outcome. And I will say, I feel like I did a really good job of that. And that was really nice because my whole life, I've been so controlling. I've wanted to control everything in my life. And so learning how to just sit in things and just let things naturally happen has been really nice. So I think I did a, I think I did a really good job with that. And so for this year, I am thinking, well, I'm picking it right now. I was going between two words. I was going between the word peace and the word joyful. And ultimately I'm going to go with joyful because I think if you're making decisions based on what is the most joyful thing for you in your life, you will naturally have peace. And I do feel like I just sort of have peace anyways. I think peace was also, I was thinking peace because when I looked back at 2023, I 
I lived it up. I traveled a lot. I took some big trips. I did a lot of fun things. I, as you guys know, went through a crazy dating period there in the fall. And I had a lot of fun. Fun was sort of an overall theme for me in 2023. So moving into 2024, I'm wanting to be a little bit more grounded. I want to be home more. I want to just be a little bit more settled. And so I think that's why I was like, peace, peace would be a good, a good word, but I still want to be making decisions based on what's going to bring me joy. And again, if you have joy, you have peace. So they kind of go hand in hand, but I do want my life to still be just, I want to be loving my life. So that's my word for 2024. I would love if you guys would do words, DM me your words. I'm curious what everyone's thinking for 2024. And then what I like to do is I think with everything that I do then for the year, I want to continually go back to my word and like, let's say there is a big decision. Okay. Well then what out of these two options is going to bring me the most joy? I want to base all of my decisions this year based on joy, which I think is a good place to be. Also, I saw this on TikTok. I don't know if you guys are into astrology. I am to a degree. I do think there's a lot of truth to some of this stuff. I mean, I'm a Capricorn and I am through and through a Capricorn, like to a T. I do feel like a lot of times these things are pretty accurate, but I did see on TikTok that, okay, let me remember Capricorn, Libra, Aries, and Virgo. Those four are coming to a closing of a 15-year cycle specifically about relationships. And I think about the last 15 years and I'm like, that makes sense. (laughs) That makes sense because that was like right before I got, I met my ex-husband, I got married. And then the last almost four years of my dating life have been, they've been really interesting. I've learned a lot of lessons it's been a lot of ups and downs and it, so it makes sense. And so going into, we're ending a 15 year cycle. And so going into 2024, I also was like, thank God, first of all, but also then I just want to kind of coast, like I just want to be coasting and chilling through 2024. So I'm really excited for this year. I want to slow down. I just, I don't know. I just feel like I lived it up and now I'm ready to just kind of relax and chill a little bit. And that kind of goes hand in hand with now like wrapping up dating. So (laughs) where I left you guys was I had gone on a date with an actor who Justin described as a golden retriever and that did not work out. (laughs) And I've been on three other dates since that. And now I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break. I'm so burnt out. I really gave dating 110% this fall and I had so much fun, so much fun. And now I'm going to take a break. And this is what I do. I go through phases. So in the last few years, I will go on a million dates in a couple month period, right? And then I'm like, I'm done. I'm burnt out. I'm I'm not I'm not going on another one. I'm not looking. I'm not doing anything. And that's where I'm at. I'm a little burnt out. So what happened on these four dates is, and I'm not going to tell you in which order this happened. But one guy talked about himself the entire time, the entire time. And I will say to his defense, he is a very interesting guy, has a very cool job and has had a very interesting life. But I don't know, like, I guess, and I'm good at asking questions on a date. I will, I will say, I know that. So I I can easily deflect if I don't necessarily want to talk about myself, but I'm, that doesn't even make sense because I am so used to talking about myself now on dates and 
So that's fine. But I was genuinely interested in this guy. And so I was asking a lot of questions. However, on a date, I have found that if I feel like I'm talking a lot, I will be like, okay, wait, I don't want to talk about myself anymore. I want to hear about you or vice versa. Guys have done that before with me when they're talking a lot. They're like, okay, okay. I want to, I'm going to ask about you. And this guy never did that. So I was just like, I don't know. I also feel like it's a very LA thing. And this is what I'm learning. And I love LA. Okay. I love LA. I will always have a very special place in my heart for LA. And you know, some of my best girlfriends are out there. I mean, LA has, does have great people. However, the overall theme of LA is everyone is self-promoting and everyone is all about themselves. And it's interesting not living in LA anymore full time and living in a place like Nashville where people do ask you about your day and they genuinely care how you're doing and how your day is going. And I remember when I first came to Nashville being like, why are people asking me these questions? Like it was, it was startling because I wasn't used to it. And And so now I really notice it in LA. I'm hyper aware of it because it's not my norm anymore. But when you are living in LA, that's all you know, because it is what everybody does for the most part. But that's just not, that's not my vibe anymore. I want, I don't know. Like, I think when you have friendships or any kind of relationship with someone, it's a two-way street and you do have to ask the other person about themselves. This is like such basic shit, right? Like uh, we're on a date. Hello. You're literally not going to ask me anything about me. I thought that was bizarre. Okay. So there was that. It's really unfortunate because he is honestly one of the most good looking people I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, you can't have it all though. All right, guys, we've all been there trying to fit everything we think we might need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. With base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip. No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes. Bring them all with base. Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors. And for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. I actually just used my Weekender bag when I did a little staycation in Nashville, and it is huge. It's a lot bigger than you would think it fit everything that I needed. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. And right now, you guys, Base is offering my listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash honest. Go to basetravel.com slash honest for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash honest. Okay, guys, if you've been listening to the podcast, then you know I love Haya, the children's vitamin. I'm always so excited to talk to you guys about it. Typical children's vitamins are basically just candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk that growing kids should just never eat. That's why Haya was created, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. While most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero 
zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. My kids have been taking Haya now for, gosh, I guess over a year. They love them. I never have to press them about eating these vitamins. And I love, as a parent, having peace of mind and knowing that my kids are getting all of the nutrients they need, even if, you know, we've been a little lax about the nutrition. I've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin, receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash honest. This deal is not available on their regular website. So go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash honest and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. So there was that. One was very needy. And... I do not, I do not do well with needy, but like in a way where it was more than needy. It was more like, please like love me. Like, look how, like, look at me, look at me. Like just needed a lot of attention and I don't do well with that. So he's gone by. And then by the time I got to my other two dates, I was burnt out on dating, honestly. And I did them because I had already committed to them, but I didn't really want to go. And so going into these dates, I was like, I don't even really want to be here, but I'm here. But I just want you to know I'm really over dating right now. And I said that to both of these other guys and they were both cool about it and get it. But I just, I'm at a place right now too, where I don't even want to be texting someone consistently. Like I just really don't which I know that sounds horrible, I th- but I really think it's because I just haven't met the right person. I know when I meet the right person, that will all change and I'll be all in and I will, I'll want to text and I'll want to do all those things. I just haven't met, I haven't met the one. So I'm a little burnt out right now on dating, taking a break. I haven't even checked Raya. It's been weeks since I've checked Raya. Also, by the way, <laughs> Raya, thank God they never were like, oh, we'll pay you because I'm over here just promoting the hell out of them because now I'm about to rip them apart not rip them apart, but the pool's pretty small, guys. I'm pretty sure I've been through everybody on Raya because I'm getting all the same people again now. And also, like, yeah, it's cool to know that there's some good-looking people in Australia or wherever, but that's just not realistic. When am I ever going to see these people? Yeah, I matched with someone in, you know, I don't even know, South Africa, but like, okay, now what? It's just, it's not realistic. I think they love to have this like super exclusive, like, oh my God, we've got the hottest people on here and all the celebrities and like, and yeah, there are some of those people on there, but the pool is very small. So if you're at home being like, oh my gosh, I wish I could get on Raya. You don't need to. (laughs) You really don't need to. And also I went out with the hot ones. (laughs) They're not that, no, I don't want to say they're not that great. I met some good people. I met some really, really great people on Raya. But I'm just, yeah, I'm just done. I really go back to, I want to meet someone organically. I want to meet someone in the real world. And I really believe in my heart that that will happen. And I want you guys to know the other thing. Through all of this crazy dating journey that I've been on, I have not for one second, not one second been 
doubtful or down or depressed or sad about where my guy is. I know in my soul, my guy is out there. I know that. I think he's taking a little bit longer than I would have wanted, (laughs) but I've learned so much along the way. And me not liking anybody has been really good because what it's done, and I'm not talking about just in the last few months since I've started this podcast. I'm really talking about in the last, you know, years, a few years, it's made me have to find myself, look inward. And that's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. So I know why I've been on the journey that I've been on, but I just think it's really important because I, I had a conversation with a friend over the holiday break because I felt like they were like worried about me in a little way. And it was kind of, it rubbed me the wrong way because what I said to my friend was, I'm not worried. So why are you worried? Because by the way, I'm having fun. I'm not like sad. I'm not like calling you sad. Like, when am I going to meet someone that I like? Where is my guy? Because I know for a fact when the timing is right, we will find each other. And I know that my guy exists. I know he's out there. And I really think that the reason I haven't met anyone that I've liked is because they would be a distraction for when my guy actually comes because I know I'm going to have the most incredible man. I'm going to have everything that I want in a man because like I've said before, I'm not going to settle. I will not freaking settle. And luckily, again, I'm at a place in my life where I can just wait. I don't need to have kids. Like I really think about the women who want to have babies. And that's all a very real thing. And I realize how lucky I am that I already have my kids. So right now I can just date someone who just brings me pure joy. (laughs) And so I'm not going to waste my time on someone. Like I, I end things immediately if I know I don't see a future with you because what's the point? My time is so precious and so limited that I don't want to waste it on someone that I don't actually see a future with. So I don't know. I just think I just maybe now that I'm ending this 15 year cycle, (laughs) maybe I'll meet someone, but I'm not not going to look. I really am. I'm done for a while. And I'm I'm happy about that because even like the last couple of dates I went on, I remember being like, oh, I don't want to do this again. You know, it's like another first date because they it's like it's just a lot. It's a lot to do over and over and over. So I think taking a break is the best thing. And then again, in a few months or whenever, maybe it'll be a month. Now I'll be re-energized. I'll be ready to get back out there. So the other thing is too, not every single person is dying to be in a relationship. I feel like there's this, well, society has for sure put this idea in our heads that, you know, you have to be in a relationship. Like that's what everybody does. And if my God, if you're single over 30, like, wow, what's wrong with you? It's like, Well, not everyone is dying to be in a relationship. Some people are really happy on their own. And I actually think, why don't we praise that a little bit more? People who are comfortable being on their own instead of just getting into a relationship because they don't want to be alone. Like, I think the most growth comes from actually being alone. And so I think that we should value that a little bit more. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's like, I do feel like people sort of look at me like, oh, why can't she find a man? And by the way, I'm talking about people in my life. I don't even really know what the public opinion of me is on the dating stuff, but I even mean like friends. It's, I don't know. I feel like all of a sudden I'm kind of like, 
why is everyone on my case? And why is that the only thing that people ever want to talk to me about is who I'm dating? That I have found really interesting as as a woman, a 37-year-old woman is like, why is that the only thing that people want to talk to me about or that I have to offer? Or why are other people putting my value in who I'm dating? That I've never understood that. I'm really happy on my own. And if I wanted a boyfriend, I could have had a boyfriend. There, I mean, that's that would have been easy for me. But I don't know. I just haven't haven't liked anybody. So let's normalize being happy on your own and not like giving people a hard time or making them feel like they should be in a relationship. I don't know. I just I've kind of hit my wall with that. Also, when you've settled in the past, it will make you not want to settle again. <laughs> Trust me. I I won't do it again. And that's the thing. I think because Previously, you know, like pre-marriage, I ignored red flags. I didn't have any self-love. And that's why now, because I've done the healing work, I've I've been on this healing journey in the last few years. I like I notice things right away. I notice them immediately on a first date, if not the first date, really soon thereafter. And by the way, I don't overlook red flags anymore. They are like screaming at me now. And thank God for that. I'm so happy that I noticed that stuff because there are things I know some of these guys that I've dated here in the last few months, there are definite red flags that in, again, like to me, like how I talk about my dating history is like pre-marriage and then post-marriage. So pre-marriage, I definitely would have ignored a lot of, probably all of these red flags. But because I've done the work. And I think because I've settled in the past, I've been through the ringer. Now I am like, nope, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. And that was also part of my conversation that I had with my friend is like, well, why not give them another opportunity or like another chance? Like, why not like see where this goes? Like, no, because I know I see these things and like everything in my body ignites and is like, no, 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 no. Like run. Cause I see where this is going. I really do. And so I'm just, I'm not going to settle and I'm not going to waste time on someone that I am not all in on. I'm just not. This new year, the easiest healthy habit to start is one for your dog. The farmer's dog makes feeding real healthy dog food easy and convenient and your dog will absolutely love it. Both Kona and Quinn, my German Shepherd and my Bernadoodle are obsessed with this food. They devour it. Also, it's smart, healthy pet food you can feel good about feeding your pup. That's why it's time to quit the kibble, kick the cans, and start fresh. The Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food right to your door. It's developed by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from real meat and veggies to the safety standards of human food. It's the best option for your dogs of all life stages because it's not kibble, it's not canned goo, it's just real healthy food. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are highly processed, can use much lower quality ingredients than they claim to, and are extremely difficult to portion accurately. 
The farmer's dog isn't just fresh, higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. This makes it easy to help your dog maintain their ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. Dogs at a healthy weight can live up to two and a half years longer than overweight dogs. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits from healthier coat and skin to better breath, even easier digestion and smaller, better poops. (laughs) A healthy diet isn't just important for humans. Okay, guys, get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash honest. Plus, you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash honest to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash honest. That whole new year eating healthy, new me feels like I'm always saying no, no to flavor, no to snacking and no to the food I love. But this year I'm going strong with my healthy changes because I'm saying yes to daily harvest. Daily harvest makes it easy to meet my goals and stick with them. They take the planning, prep, and cleanup out of cooking by delivering my favorite veggie and fruit-packed meals straight to my door. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of gluten, fillers, seed oils, added starches, and sugars. It really takes the guesswork and effort out of eating food I know is good for me. Usually keeping healthy habits means the same old boring meals, but not with Daily Harvest. They've got so many great options for any time of the day, which means sticking to healthy habits is a breeze. I've always loved their smoothies. Their dragon fruit and lime smoothie is so good, but they also have soups and they have risotto. They have a butternut squash soup, which I absolutely love, and an herb squash and asparagus risotto. So their meals are also amazing. And by using only recyclable or compostable packing when possible, Daily Harvest is doing their part to take care of our earth, which helps me limit my waste and feel good. So say yes to healthy habits without the hassle with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash let's be honest to get up to $65 off your first box and free shipping for a limited time only. That's dailyharvest.com slash let's be honest for up to $65 off your first box plus free shipping dailyharvest.com slash let's be honest. Okay. The other thing I want to talk to you guys about is (laughs) age gaps in dating because men do it all the time, right? Men always date younger women. And a lot of times it's like a 20 year age gap which, well, for me, my dad dated someone that was, I think she was 20 years younger than him. So I remember in high school, he got married when I was a sophomore in high school, but they started dating when I was in eighth grade. But I moved to Laguna Beach my freshman year of high school. And I remember being like, they're no longer married. So my ex-stepmom was closer to my age than she was to my dad's age, which was weird for me in high school. And I think because we didn't have a good relationship, it was, it was really hard on me. So that was weird. But so guys, guys do it all the time, right? They date younger women. And so why is it then a woman dates a younger guy? It's like the whole world is in an uproar. Remember when Demi Moore dated Ashton Kutcher and it was like, that's all anyone could talk about. Well, I just saw that Sienna Miller is, I think, 40 and she's having a baby and she's with a 27-year-old guy. And I was like, you know what? Good for her. Like, why can't women do it when men do it all the time? And I do think, obviously, I think there's a lot of truth to women maturing a lot 
quicker than men. So I, I understand that. And I think, you know, when I was 27, I was a different person. I just was. But I do think that I think it really depends on what you've been through in your life. You know, the things that you've gone through, you can have gone through a lot of shit in your life earlier on in your life so that by the time you're, you know, 25, 26, 27, you are really mature because you've been through a lot. You've had to deal with serious things. You've had to grow up. You've had to, you've had to mature. And I mean, to be honest, I look at my boys. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. Camden, my oldest is 11. He's more mature than some of the guys I have dated. I am not kidding. And if you guys read anything in the press, and you can even see that too, because I've dated some real idiots. <laughs> and I've dated people where, whatever, I mean, we can get into the whole headline thing of it all. But, you know, when I have exes going and talking about me in such an immature way, it makes me really like... <sighs> Why did I ever like that person? That's where I'm at. And now I guess I'm sort of moving into a whole other conversation. But I just, I've made some really poor decisions in the dating world over the years. I do know that. Again, because I just didn't pay attention to those red flags. And I think coming out of my divorce, it was like I just wanted to have fun. And I wanted someone who was like really sweet to me. And then kind of like woke up after five months. I was like, this is heading in a really not good direction. And that's why I ended things. But the point is, I think everyone should just live their life and date who they want to date. And I think everyone is different, right? And so, and we'll just use Sienna Miller as an example. If she wants to be with a 27-year-old, good for her. Like, good for her. She should be. Because as long as they're in love, who gives a shit what they're doing? That's one thing I've never understood is why people care what other people are doing. You know, like let her live her life and do her thing. It doesn't affect you. So why do you care? I mean, I personally, you know, I've dated some people in their early thirties and I've definitely felt that age. I've talked about it on the podcast. I have felt it in the past. But again, I think it's more just like wherever you are in your life, the experiences that you've had the journey that you've been on because you can definitely be in your 20s and be really mature. I mean, some of these guys that are 40 years old that I know are they're I mean again, Camden is more mature than them. It just so I do think age is just a number. I really do. If I were to date a younger guy and I younger I mean like someone in their 20s, right? I guess I would think like I would worry about in 10, 15 years, like when I start aging, like what would happen then? That would be my concern, you know, of like, okay, now, okay, so let's say I'm 37. Let's say when I'm 50 and they're 35. I don't, I'm just like making this up, right? I mean, that's a, that's a big age gap, but you know what I mean? That, I don't know. Like, I do feel like it gets to a point where a younger guy wouldn't be attracted to you anymore because you're so much older than them. That's why I do think, you know, like growing old together, because you're both kind of on the same page. I mean, give or take a few years, but that would be my biggest concern. I think, I think that would be like my only concern with dating someone younger, as long as their maturity level was up to mine. My biggest concern would be what happens when you start aging. I just, I would worry that then they would be like, what am I doing? I'm going to go for someone my age who's much hotter. <laughs> and since we are, since I kind of touched on press and everything, Something that I like to do with some of my guests on this podcast are talk about headlines and then they can clear them up. 
And so I kind of actually want to do this with you guys a little bit about some of the headlines and stuff that has come from this podcast for me. So (laughs) there's been a few. The ones I want to talk about are, I did an episode about how I don't really think it matters when you sleep with a guy. And everyone took that like I'm sitting here telling everyone to sleep with the guy on the first date. It's like how people took my conversation on the podcast to end up that that was what I was saying blows my mind. Well, I guess it shouldn't because that's what always happens. But what I basically said was that it doesn't matter if you sleep with someone on the first date or the 10th date, if they like you and there is chemistry there, they're not going to think of you differently. If they don't like you and you sleep with them on the first date, yeah, they're probably not going to call you, but that's not because they you slept with them on the first date. And by the way, Nick Vile said this on my podcast, doesn't get any shit for it, right? No headlines, no press, no nothing. I basically just restated what he said. And I get all these fucking headlines for it. You guys, how does that make any sense? Because I'm a girl. I can't say that. I was basically repeating what he said. Also, I'm going to have this dating coach on the podcast, which I'm so excited about. He said that too on a TikTok that I saw. And so again, guys can say it, but girls can't. That shit really pisses me off. And you guys, I am not a feminist. I don't want to handicap. I don't literally like treat me the same way because it makes me fight harder. That's how I've always been. But when it comes to stuff like this, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. And also the fact that you twist my words like that. I was at the airport and got a fucking TMZ camera shoved in my face the second I landed. And they were like, oh, you're telling everybody to sleep with the guy on the first day. I'm like, it's not what I fucking said. I literally would never say that. All I'm saying is if a guy likes you, and by the way, vice versa, if a girl, guy, whatever, likes you, it doesn't matter if you sleep with him on the first, second, third, or fourth fifth date. He's not going to think of you differently. And I stand by what I said. I believe that. I know that to be true. But I just think it's so unfair how the press twists and turns everything. And again, I think it's bullshit that because I'm a girl and I said it, I get shit for it when no guy ever gets shit for that. So that's not cool. I also think it's really interesting. I want to be careful how I word this. I think it's also really interesting that how men are perceiving me on this podcast, specifically men that I know. (laughs) People's feelings have been very hurt and they've lashed out in really immature ways and have really taken the low road. (laughs) And I'm going to continue to take the high road because it's just not worth it. But I've also had guys that I have gone on dates with who I've never talked about reach out just just to see, just to see what I've said, if I've said anything, if I'm going to say anything. It's just really funny to me, guys' reactions. And I've had a few dates, you know, the, the most recent like four dates that I went on. I think every guy that I went on said something about it except for the guy that was talking about himself, because I don't even think he knew I had a podcast because he was so wrapped up in his own world. And I really mean that. I know that on the podcast before we've talked about how sometimes I feel like guys don't know who I am. And Justin, my best friend has been like, they all know who you are. I actually disagree with that. I don't think that they all do. 
think this guy I went out with had no idea. But again, it's sort of like I go back to like, so you didn't look at my Instagram, which I guess maybe not. I mean, really, maybe not. And I can actually see that because I've talked to guys on Raya before too, where I haven't looked at their Instagram, but I guess I would for sure look at their Instagram if I was going to go on an actual date with them. So I don't know. That's like one of those things where I guess I'll never really know the answer. But I do, I really did not feel like this guy knew who I was. Cause when I said I had a podcast, he was like, oh, what's it about? And then I was like, well, it's mostly about dating. <laughs> and he was like, oh, shoot. So you're going to be analyzing me. I was like, oh, God. But every other guy has been like, I'm just, you know, scared for what you're going to say on the podcast. Most guys, though, are really cool about it. Most, I've had a couple guys be like, hey, listen, like, you know, if it doesn't work out, I, I fully expect to be talked about on the podcast. Like, that's cool just to be, just to be a, team player. I'm a team player over here. But yeah, so that's really funny. Also, some stuff that I saw about cutting my dad out of my life was that, and you guys, again, I mean, this is so silly because that episode with Dr. Campbell about narcissists had the biggest response I've had for any episode. And it was all really positive, really positive. You guys felt how I felt when I first heard Dr. Campbell just seen and, and it just, it made people feel good. It made people feel like they weren't alone, which is what I wanted. So I'm so happy that that response was incredible. I, of course, focus on like the two negative comments. And I saw one that was like something like how I cut my dad out of my life because growing up, he never made me feel valued or whatever the fuck I said. I honestly can't remember at this point, but it's like, no, that's actually not why I cut my dad out of my life. I just, I don't know why we, I think we all sort of do this. It's like, we can have a million positive, nice comments, right? And then we always focus on like the one or two negative, but I, there was so much more I could have said about my dad. And I don't actually feel like I need to defend cutting my dad out of my life. But to be honest, my dad is really lucky that I didn't say most of the things. I actually didn't really say anything that's happened with my dad. I said there was an incident with my kids and I, you know, said how like he kind of made me feel like I wasn't, that's what it was. I kind of, he kind of made me feel like I wasn't good enough growing up, but I didn't actually give specifics. I didn't say real things that he has done because there's a lot of them for me to cut my own parent out of my life it's got to be bad. But I'm trying, what I'm trying to do with this podcast is I'm trying to be really open and vulnerable and honest while still also protecting certain people. And that's why I didn't say Jeff Dye's name, but he's gone and said it everywhere. So I guess I can say he's the one that got into a car accident and got arrested in front of me because he went on an interview and said it. So thank you for giving my podcast all of that press. I never said your name, but you're going around telling everyone it was you. So thank you for that. So now I can say it. But you know, it's like, I'm trying not to like throw these people under the bus. I didn't say things that my dad has done because it would be really damaging for him. And so it's like a fine line. I'm trying to be really respectful of, you know, my ex-husband. I'm trying to be really respectful of people because... I've been on the other end of it and I know how it feels and it is a fine line. But when people react how they react, well then fuck, man, I should just really go for it. I should just really say all the things because when I have these little immature boys retaliating in a way that is so unnecessary, it makes me feel like 
I should really just go all in, but I won't because you want to know why? Five years ago, I would have. I would have fucking come out guns a blazing. But you know what? It's not worth it. And here's what I've learned. When you want something to go away, you don't talk about it. Like someone that's like, who the fuck are you? You're using my name to get press. And guess what? That's why I'm not going to talk about it because it just helps you. Here's an episode I'm really excited about. Speaking of press and shit storms and all the things, a couple years ago, I was in the press with a couple of boys from Southern Charm, Austin and Craig, and that was a shit storm that I never commented on. I answered a question about it on um, Watch It Happens Live a few months ago, but other than that, I haven't really talked about it. So I'm opening up a store in Charleston the end of this month, and I'm going to have Austin come on, and we're going to talk about all the things that really happened. We're going to clear it all up. We have remained really good friends, and I'm really excited to have him come on. I think it's really fun to be able to have both perspectives clearing up a rumor, especially when you're on good. Well, really, it would only work when you're on good terms. I can't imagine if you're not on good terms with someone trying to talk about rumors or whatever it was. So that's coming up. I have a lot of really great guests in the new year that I'm really, really excited about. I'm not going, I don't want big celebrities, you guys. So sorry if you're tuning in, trying to find like really big celebrities. The bigger the per, the celebrity, the more closed off they are. They're not as willing to open up and have real conversations, which I totally understand. I get it. And I, I get it because every time I go on someone else's podcast or when I did before in the past, it would always turn in, something would always turn into a headline and like, it's not a fun game. So I'm going to go for people who want to have real honest conversations with me who are going to be fun. So some people you maybe will not have heard of, but that's okay because they're going to actually give a really good episode. So it's going to be a fun year. Come up with your words, you guys. I feel like 2024 is going to be a year of karmic justice. Why do I feel like that? I don't know, but I like have this gut feeling of like, I'm just like so excited to see what happens this year because I feel like if you've been a really shitty person, shit's going to happen to you this year. Like you're going to have like the worst year. But if you've been a good person, I feel like you're going to have a really good year. So I am sitting back with my fucking popcorn and I cannot wait to see what unfolds this year, you guys. And I'm just, I'm along for the ride. So come up with your words. I want to hear what words you guys are going for. I think it's going to be an awesome year. And my fellow Capricorns, Virgos, Aries, and Libras, fuck, man, we made it. We're ending a 15-year cycle. So God damn it. <laughs> Let's have a good year. Let's have a good year. Okay, you guys, next week, Dr. Monahan, my doctor, he's coming on. We're talking all things health. You guys have been asking me for this episode, so I'm really excited about it. He's the best doctor I've ever seen, and I've been to a lot of doctors in my day, and he is awesome. So can't wait to see you guys then. And happy freaking new year. Let's have a good one. I'll see you guys next week.